Do you keep getting calls at night from a guy who really wants to know what your favorite scary movie is? Do you stay up all night because you're scared of dream demons? Do all your friends keep getting murdered at summer camp? Sounds like you really need some scarapy. And you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ScarapyPod. So make sure you stab that like button. Now we're fighting around the world. Come with me with Russell Crowe! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another session of Scarapy. I'm your Scarapist, Dr. Brown. Join with me, as always, is uh, a questionably possessed Zack Singer. I've never heard you less enthusiastic about anything. Is it because Terry Funk died today? Dude, he did die today. I'm actually super upset. I, I know. That's why I asked you that. <laughs> Do you want to try that again? Take two. Man, is a goddamn legend. Was a goddamn legend. <laughs> he was the Chainsaw Charlie. Bro, talk about that. it's because Leatherface was just on AEW. <laughs> so they killed him? <laughs> oh yeah, we have to murder this guy. Did you see that, by the way? I saw a picture of it, thought it was fake, read it was real, and then gave up on life. <laughs> he had a belt. <laughs> Leatherface had a belt. It better have made, been made of human skin. It was just black leather. No. <laughs> He's literally making faces out of people. You they, don't think he makes his belt out of hair? They could have just used the Fiend belt. They could have. But they be, didn't. Be better than what it's doing now. I want to play that game, though. What game? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just oh, know. I don't care about that. That's why if Leatherface was on AEW. That makes sense. I think he just rocked up. I I literally saw the photo and was like, why is he on this? I 100% thought it was Photoshop. Yeah, dude, it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Jarrett. Dude, 100 years in that ring. It's God. incredible. And so much cocaine. <sighs> and Jeff Jarrett won. Good God. <laughs> I fucking hate Jeff Jarrett. He's the best. I mean, he's doing his job. I fucking I love Jeff Jarrett. I know. You love everything awful. Kurt Hawkins, Jeff Jarrett. What's Ginger your favorite Mahal. movie? Cloverfield. Fucking it's terrible. not my favorite movie. Point. My favorite movie is Scream. Mm, you have, have you seen the last one? No. Exactly. So go fuck yourself. Well, Scream 6 isn't my favorite movie. Scream is my favorite movie. <laughs> Do it again. I said it twice. No. Hmm? No. Hmm? No. All right. All right. Um, so now that we did whatever the fuck that was, hi. Yeah, that's not what we're reviewing. Oh. I do have one friend that does listen who, since the beginning, has asked for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Well, fuck you, because I hate those movies. Yeah, never once. I do not understand. Uh, no. I get that the original one was probably terrifying. When it came out. Yeah, for like, what was it, late 70s, I think? I think so. Uh, 70s, 80s. Like, everyone after it is so fucking unwatchable. It gets pretty bad. It's real. I tried to watch the reboot on Netflix. Yeah. I got like 30 minutes in and was bored as fuck. Well, you got halfway through it. I know, because it's like an hour long. I was like, oh, this will be an easy. Nope, couldn't do it. <laughs> um, You know what I thought would be an easy watch? The Pope's Exorcist. I did, too. I was su- I was excited for this I, one. I almost I, saw this in theaters. Well, yeah, we, we talked about it um, on the show, I'm pretty sure, before it came out. Because uh, the trailers for this movie, incredible. Fantastic. And Russell Crowe, which... Might I add, like, no supporting cast to him. No, it's literally they the spent, Russell Crowe movie. They spent all budget on Russell Crowe, and he was like, well, just give me a sandwich, because that boy looked big. 
think Russell Crowe just big. Yeah, I yeah. think he's got a gut now, but um. So yeah, we we watched The Pope's Exorcist this week. You know why? Because it was free on Netflix. But yeah, I did think it was gonna be good. Yeah, I was actually super excited when you told me it was on. Yeah, Netflix. I was pumped. I was ready to watch um, it. Like I, that was a movie. I was like, I want to get in a good space for this. I want to watch it right. Even after uh, TikTok bombed on it when it came out. Oh, did they? Yeah, I remember it got terrible ratings from everybody. That sounds about right. Um, it deserved it. It was not good. So we'll get into that, right? I I didn't hate it as much as you. Uh, I am not saying it is a good movie. First off, you never hate anything as much as me because I'm a giant. Oh, that's not shit. true. Second, I do want to s- almost start with a positive. Okay. It's the only positive I really had for the movie. The visuals and like the fo- video photography in this movie are fantastic. The sets are actually pretty solid. The sets are good. I don't know about... Some, um, of, the, some of the shots are really good. The effects are where uh, I have it. I'm sorry, not the effects. Okay. But the... Like some of the camera angles and how just they... the the cinematography, cinematography, just like yes. the the sets and the shooting of it. Very well okay. done. Yeah, but the story. You're right. The CGI is fucking awful because they didn't have any budget because they Russell gave it all Crow. to Russell Crowe. And he was fighting around the world. <laughs> joke. I am 100 percent certain you do not get. Not even a little. Bit. That's because you're not very old like me. Oh, Brian will get it. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Uh, so the Pope's Exorcist came out April 14th, 2023. Was it really that recent? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. It was, yeah. No wonder it went... We knew it was bad. It went to Netflix that quick. Four months ago. That's bad. It has a runtime of an hour and 43 minutes. Oh, I do feel every second of it. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes rating is? 36%. 47. God damn it. I'm going to get one one day. You almost... In fact, if I recall... Girl on the third floor with CM Punk. Did you I were very close. No, I know. I think you were Nightmare like two percent. That, that was like a point. Yeah, off. Nightmare on Elm Street. You were very close. Uh, Other than that, I've been wildly off, and sometimes forget the Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, system. A lot of the time, you'll just say like a billion. Yeah. Well, when it's right, it's right. <laughs> uh, it had a budget of eighteen million dollars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, probably to either build or film in these like abbeys yeah they, um, they had to pay a lot like the main house or whatever the yeah. abbey i guess is what we can yeah. call it looked really nice maybe that mm-hmm. was just all trick shot all little sets it didn't seem like it no it seems like they filmed on location i i didn't i tried to do some research onto if they filmed like in actual churches i saw they did film in like rome but it didn't say specifically where Nice. I'm sure if I did more than base level research, I would have seen it, but this movie didn't deserve it. Also, this is a base level podcast. This is what you get. Lower quality, lower what? Lower your expectations. There you go. Thank you. There were th- two answers there. Um, and in the box office, <laughs> you're not going to believe this shit. <laughs> Tell me. 76.2 million. That is bonkers. <laughs> you're not going to believe this shit. Like, so stupid. Why you know that what, though, movie? I mean, we were tricked into it. I almost went to see this in theaters. And yeah. I'm not much of a theater goer anymore. No, me neither. And man, I I wanted this to be good. And I'm not one into exorcism movies for the most part. There's a couple I think I would say I enjoy, but... I mean, The V Exorcist. Yeah, I mean, that's a banger classic. Um, This movie... Like not straight up rips shots from oh, that movie, but, but there's a lot of it that's it. like, I've seen this fucking shit. Yeah, before. they were definitely just like, no, it says Exorcist, so you have to do this. Um, 
and I, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a fan of those nostalgia shots. This uh, was too. Th- this too was on the nose. like blatant. Hey, you saw this movie, right? Well, and it, it didn't not, even not, flow with the movie. There was yeah. no point for when they they just had to do it. Um, it, and it, it wasn't like alluding to it. It was just here you go in your face. Yep. Do you need a spoon to spoon feed you, little baby? <laughs> Mama bird's gonna regurgitate you. Um, it was directed by Julius Avery, who also directed the 2018 movie Overlord. Um, now oh, this this came out. I liked that movie while I was in theaters. It is a world or while I while I worked at a theater. I was like eh. while I, while I was in theaters, I starred in this movie. That's that's fucking bananas. Um, so it is a World War II zombie movie. It was good. I like that movie. Um, I, I, I never got to see it. Uh, I saw, a, I saw parts wacky. of it. Uh, but I was super into the concept. I think I took posters home when they brought us like posters. The commercials were really good for this movie. The, the name mm-hmm. didn't make a lot of sense to it, or I don't remember that it did. But I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was pretty good. It's on... I believe it's also on Netflix. Oh, is it? I, I think give so. that a rewatch. Yeah. I remember I th- liking it. I think it later. is. Um, well, we know what next week's is. Not that. No. Uh, the cast is Russell Crowe. That's it. Yep. Yep. Uh, just to just to give the, the actors some credit, I will say their <laughs> names. Uh, so Russell Crowe, Laurel Marsden, Alex Esso, Carrie Monroe, Franco Nero, and Ralph Innocent. Uh Ralph is the voice of the demon in this oh. movie. Hate it. Yeah, not um, good. Not a good demon voice. No. Uh, I don't think it's his fault, though. Because it's all auto-tune? They added some weird, yeah, like yeah. Britney Spears auto-tune. Yeah, it was not... <sighs> so many things in this movie were just too much of a mess. Yeah. Um, and the plot in one sentence. Father Gabriella Mort, chief exorcist for the Vatican, battles Satan and innocent possessing demons. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> we did it. We did it, guys. Um... So I guess we just get into it. I guess I'm already I'm already bored. Yeah, Zach's on his phone. Well, I'm reading notes, so does that help? No, no, not notes for this. <laughs> Got an exam tomorrow? No, no, I do not. Uh, so we open in June 1987 in Tropea, Italy. Of course, you, you know, know the famous Tropea. God damn it! Beat me to it. Yep. Uh, Father, I'm just going to call him Father Amort, uh, personal exorcist to the Pope, rides in on a scooter to the home of a possessed young man. And here I'm already mad. They love this, this goddamn this scooter. This scooter, like, it's a little Vespa, and I don't understand it. That is a goddamn... I was going to save this. That That is a Lamborghini scooter. Is it really? It looks like oh, it. Oh, I have no idea. But yeah. They put... This, this is the one note I was proud of. This movie, Russell Crowe is the equalizer of faith. That's how I see him. You know what? I kept seeing him on this moped uh, with his little trench coat, and I was like, that's Steven Seagal. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe. He looks like Steven Seagal. Oh, God. He roundhouse kicked the devil. Has he done that? I feel like that's Probably. a movie he would have... It's definitely yeah. a thing that's happened. <laughs> uh, so a priest tells Amort that the boy is speaking English, even though he's never known the language. Because Americans are evil. Um, but Amort just asks him, well, do they have a TV? 
I did. I really liked his justification in this scene. Like, yeah, I I think that's that's one thing the movie does really well is his uh, lack of faith. Uh, well, Amort's not an idiot. Like no. he he knows he knows what he knows. He knows that it's real, but he also knows some people are just like men, just mental yeah. mental illness, right? And he he does. Uh, he is like a, a seasoned exorcist, like top top of the food chain. Yeah, he is guy. quite literally the Pope's exorcist. Yeah, yeah, but that is, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, the, assigned by the Pope. El Papa. I thought he was exorcising the Pope, so he was working him out. All right. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors at the I church, don't want to. especially at the Vatican. Uh, so Amort speaks to the boy's sister um, and just says, "You want to help me? You got to pray." Over and over, and don't stop. Don't stop. Recite the Our Father. The Our Father. <laughs> Sounds like something out of Star Trek for some reason. It does. No, it sounds like Transformers. Mm, that's it. Yeah, it sounds like Transformers Fucking for sure. Get your mother box. Get the All Spark. All Spark. That's the boy. <laughs> uh, so he now, along with the other priest, walks into the boy's bedroom. Uh, the boy speaks to a mort claiming to be the devil himself. He is Legion. Just straight up Satan. Uh, Amort says, "You're not Satan, dude. Who are you? Come on, bro. You're nothing." He um, does talk to him like an asshole, which is great. Yeah, he's just just shit talking this this he, demon, right? He's like a less funny version of Constantine. Where he's just like he's not. Hey, it's Constantine. I f- John. You, you know what I feel like, bro? I feel like the. While they were writing this movie, they were just watching Supernatural reruns. Oh, that's fucking nailed it. <laughs> we're done. They got to season five, and they're like, all right, boys, write it up. No more Leviathan. Yes. Carry on my wayward <laughs> Enjoy. We're going to play it back-to-back at the end of every episode from now on. Of course. It is the official season two theme song of Scarapy. Also season one, three, and seven. <laughs> no other season. <laughs> Had to go back. Uh, so Amort uh, taunting this demon says you can't even possess this pig I brought with me and then for some reason he brought a pig yeah he brings in this huge giant pig. hog like like for real a hog this thing's truffled your last truffle like this boy. is father hog <laughs> yes. like, he's got the coat on and everything uh, and he's like go ahead Possess the pig, Satan. Just straight up taunts this dumbass, and, and, and for no reason falls for it. I guess. Yeah, this this demon is screaming, "I'm gonna do it! I'm gonna do it!" And then the pig starts squealing. Uh, and as soon as the boy stops yelling, Amort goes, "Now!" And this priest pulls a shotgun, pulls a shotgun, and blams through the the hog's head. Nailed it! Fucking bacon tonight, boys. Uh, and then. Amort kneels down next to the boy and goes, "You can rest. The demon's gone." <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. So right? I wanna like this was supposed to be a really cool intro, and I think this is a really good example of like how lackluster this movie is because it just doesn't hit. So I will say, at time of watch, because I paused it for a minute after this scene, I loved the scene. I liked the end where he was like, "Well, no, it's bullshit." Talking back on it terrible yeah and it's it was like this is your intro it's supposed to be some really cool like well let's take constantine it starts off pretty similar he goes and does the exorcism fucking great scene so 
also Keanu. It, it is, and it's better, but... He just, like... His only redeeming part is his wit in this mm-hmm. one, because he just taunts the thing the whole time. But other than that, he, he does nothing. You know, it's and, all words. And that is a theme through the movie. Um, yeah, just fucking talking at him. Well, just like being a being a little jokester, right? <laughs> little jokester. Um, oh, and cute. This is really in, an interesting thing. Uh, William Friedkin, who is associated with The Exorcist, I think he either wrote the book or directed the movie. I can't remember right now. No, I did. Uh, in like the mid 2010s, he directed and made a documentary about Father Amort. Uh, he like went to Italy and watched him do exorcisms and stuff. Hmm. Uh, and I, I watched that like way back when it came out. Also, R.I.P. William Friedkin. He passed away last week. He's um, with the devils now. Yeah. He's with Linda Blair. She's alive. <laughs> She's alive. <laughs> Linda's house. <laughs> um, but it, it was a really good documentary, and, and Amor is very old, because he was at the end of his life. Um, but, like, all the interviews that they did with, like, nuns and shit, they were all like, he, he loves to laugh. Like, they nailed that part of his personality. Oh, really? As oh, far as cool. I could tell. Um, that's kind of interesting. I, I knew mm-hmm. nothing about this man, so... Yeah, and like that's that's all I know about him. Um, <laughs> he liked to laugh. What a eulogy, dude! You nailed it, kid. Yeah, I mean, can we go back for a second? Sure. Stop killing fucking animals in movies. Two animals die in this movie. Two. Two. Yeah. Two animals die. And I'm so fucking sick of it. <laughs> well, uh, you can yell about it again when we get there. I will. Because uh, right now we're cutting to July 1987 in Castilla, Spain. I was almost born. Jesus Christ. I know. How's that feel? <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. That's, didn't get better after that. What year were you born? Does it matter? Yeah. That's my sister. Caitlin. Yeah? No, you're not Caitlin. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Huh? You got something to tell me? Maybe. So in Castilla, Spain, a very white family... The whitest of white. Of a mother, Julia, her teenage angsty daughter, Amy. She's so angsty. And little boy, Henry, who doesn't talk. Thank God. The literal like, stereotype of a white family in a horror movie. They, that's part of the problem. Every trope was the same. They the, were just like, horror movie? All right. White folk, trouble passed. They pull up to their new house. Uh, Julia's family inherited an abbey from her late husband, and they're trying to fix it up and sell it. Duh. Henry has not spoken since uh, since the accident happened. Tragic. Because accident. his father did die in a car accident in a very traumatic way. The sad. Uh, so we see a crew working on the abbey, and uh, one of the workers introduces the family to Father Escobel. Um, we then cut to see Henry exploring the house, and he comes across a mysterious room in the basement. <laughs> you know... Like you do. Uh, meanwhile, Julia asks Amy to try and help Henry out uh, with the adjustment, despite Amy's, uh, you know, bitchiness. bitchiness. She, um, is, she is the shittiest teen. She literally, uh, Julia's like, I would really appreciate if you could help me with this uh, just while we get settled. And Amy goes, oh, so you want me to be a mom for you? Got it. Cool. Like, Let me take my Walkman off. Yeah, they, they both of the kids have Walkmans, too. It's awful. Um, I mean, that's what life was then. Still, yeah, awful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Didn't have the internet. What the fuck is the internet? I don't know. I don't either. Uh, 
And then Julia promises Amy once they fix the Abbey up, they will sell it and move back to the United States. Of course. Which sounds great. I don't want to be in Spain. I'm good. Don't speak Spanish. Chupacabras. Those are here. They're also there. They're everywhere. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh shit! Chupacabra's been a big problem. <laughs> Playing a big hurt on the chupacabras this evening. <laughs> These goddamn chupacabras. You ever open your car? Bam! Chupacabra. <laughs> you ever go to Wendy's? Bam! Bam. Chupacabra. <laughs> chupacabra problems. You yeah. get it. Chupacabras are now a part of Scarepy lore. Yes. Along with the Grabagool <laughs> and the, the, the culinary socialist. And, and John Slenderman. Yes. Uh, so the next day, Amor arrives in Rome to meet with higher-ups in the church uh, to discuss the exorcism in Tropea due to him doing it without the church's permission. Because that makes sense, right? Um, hey, this person's in trouble. Call me. Amor has one friend on his side, Bishop Lulumba, uh, but he is antagonized by Cardinal Sullivan. This whole character is unnecessary in this movie. It literally makes no sense. Also... I don't know if you've got this line down. Hold on, I wrote it down because it made me laugh. <laughs> they offer him coffee? Yeah. You get this? Uh, a cafe latte. Yeah. Um, the dickhead guy orders it with cream and sugar and whatever. Mm-hmm. And Russell Crowe goes, no sugar. It's the work of the devil. Yeah, sugar's the devil's work. Motherfucker. At this time in the day, I'll take a double espresso. Yes. <laughs> Which, pretty gangster. Um, uh, Just makes you an asshole, I think. Yeah. Um, so, Cardinal Sullivan does not believe in demonic possession. He's one of these newfangled <laughs> Christ worshippers who doesn't even think God's real. God family. damn it. Um, yeah, he is the least faithful person somehow on this council. Yeah, it's like Roman a council. Church. Like a, it's like five cardinals, I think. Yeah. Uh, card- well, cardinals and bishops. Yeah, because there's like one guy in red who I think is the bishop. I don't know how the I church know works, the dude. I guess, yeah. I, dude, they're all the same. They're, yeah. I don't. Either way, I don't want to talk to you. Um, so Amorth argues that evil is real, and he alludes to a woman named Rosaria, who uh, was possessed but died due to Father Amorth not believing her. Um, he walks out of the meeting, telling them that if they have a problem, to call his boss, the Pope, uh, and this pisses Sullivan off. That and that was pretty gangster. Yeah, I mean, he straight up says, "I'm assigned I, by the Pope. I was hired by the Pope. If you have a problem with me, call my boss." And yeah. he just walks out. That's <laughs> my bitch. Yeah, I mean, like that definitely feels like I'm I'm above you, right? No, like, I mean, I think in the hierarchy, it makes you above him. Like he's the, he's the guy, right? Yeah, like he's the, got the channel to God. Like the he's got the red phone to God. Pope talks to God every day. Yeah, they cool. God told him to hire me. What are you gonna do about yeah. it? Go fuck yourself. Yep. So God's word. God bless that you. That whole shit. You uh, dig? So now back at the house, uh, workers go toward the location Henry was exploring, um, and they find a hole in the wall, and they see a mysterious inscription I inside. Fucking hated this. this. This reminded me of Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Just and hey. I'm gonna get this fucking book. Where? In the basement. I can't can't see anything. In, in this damn hole. Yeah, there's a hole here. I better go in it. This um, kid's just like. Huh? Yeah. So I'm these. I'm gonna put my head in this hole. These two workers are looking in this hole, and one of them's like, "I can't see. Let me light this flare." <laughs> he lights a flare, tosses it in, 
immediate gas explosion. Uh-huh. Um, Makes sense. Just a fireball flies out of this hole. That's the devil's work. And we cut right to them being hauled off in an ambulance. You know why? They probably had sugar that day. Son of a bitch, you're right. You don't right. eat Twinkies with lunch and light flares. <laughs> Which of those is the real issue? The diabetes flare? epidemic or a flare? Look, bro, I'm going to eat a Twinkie. You're not going to tell me how to goddamn do it. <laughs> Twinkies aren't even that good. They're okay. Like... Like, I'm going to Ding Dong all day. Cupcake. Cupcakes are good, but I don't know, a little... A zinger? Zingers are zinging fantastic. Anything besides a snowball. Don't give me a snowball. Snowball? Keep coconut away from if me. If you like a snowball, you are literally possessed by some demon, because there is no way you like those. Also, donuts. Donuts are delicious. It's just fried dough and sugar. <laughs> it's everything you like. Yeah. So fuck off. Funnel cake? Funnel cake's fire. God, funnel cake's so good. Yeah. You, you just ate a donut. Churros. Mexican donut. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Put cinnamon on a donut. It's a churro. That's not true. A churro is a churro because of the shape. What? If it, was, if it wasn't that shape, it wouldn't be a churro. It'd be a donut. Right? What if it was the shape of an S? Then it's a, a different syrup. treat. No, it's not. You're a fucking idiot is what that is. I don't think I can back how, down on yeah, this. How does the shape dictate the food? Okay, give you a different example. Pasta is the only exception. No, it's not. Hot dog. You flatten the hot dog. It is no longer a hot dog. It is still a it hot is dog. It is a slice of meat. The fuck are you talking about? A slice of meat is not a different food than a hot dog. No, it it's is a different. Of the same it is thing. a different thing. No, it's not. Just like a churro and a donut are different things. A slice of meat and a hot dog are different things. I agree that churros and donuts are different things, but not because of the shape they're in. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> no. You said if it was in a circle, it'd be a donut. Yes. No. Why not? Why would it? <laughs> Changing it around doesn't make it. Oh my god! <laughs> one hundred stupid. No, this is another, another one of those bullshit things that you're wrong about. I've never been wrong. <laughs> I've won every one of these conversations. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. 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 Fuck. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ! I'm gonna take back what I said about pasta. Yeah, it's that all makes the same no flavor. goddamn sense. Well, because if you go to the pasta aisle, they've got 40 different names. And they're it's all just the same. shapes. Yeah, but it's just like the style, I guess. Oh, fuck. I Holy just... shit! <laughs> you fucking asshole! Even the cat's pissed at you. Oh, wow. Hey, that... fuckerino. Wow. I gotta listen to that, that moment of... Of realization back. Where you're the dumbest person. Where I made your point for you and oh, you ignored it. I'm crying right now. I want both sides of that argument. I want, <laughs> I want that on note. <laughs> Fucking asshole. This guy's like a Rothschild, bro. He wins everything. Oh, what? A Rothschild? What does that mean? Yep. Oh, like Brandon Ralph? Superman? He was also the Adam. Black Adam? No. That was the That Rock. was the Rocks. Yes. <laughs> Congrats. You got one, kid. I'm going to move on now. Can we please? Um, so Fucking slice of meat. The, <laughs> the owner of the team says, there's a gas leak. We can't fucking work here anymore. And they all dip out. Um, 
and something sinister appears to be awoken from this hole as we see instantly Henry is seizing out on the bed. Sinister hole gas. Uh, Henry speaks for the first time since the accident after this, but he sits up in bed, looks at Julia and Amy and goes, you're all gonna die, and then claws at his own face. The clawing looks so bad. It's terrible. It's so cringy. It's just not good. A, like... I'm, I'm gonna say that kid did not pull this off. He was no, not good at all. No, he is not good. Uh, B, I do not understand, and this seems like it was just straight up. Hey, it's an exorcism, so he doesn't leave the bed for whatever reason. I don't get that, and dude. It drives this is me the nuts. thing that bothered the fuck out of me, Zach. It, it's so stupid. I hate because I feel like other other exorcisms have done that, but they've justified it with like, oh, they found it, so they were tied up. They yeah, the kid don't not tie tied him up down till the end of the fucking movie. It makes no fucking... Like, the kid doesn't get out of bed for no reasons. God, it bothers me so much. It's so stupid. Um, and one one other thing I'll say about this kid before I move on. This kid looks like he's 6 and 45 at the same time. I don't get it. The most sunken eyes on a child I've ever seen in my life. It, I don't know how the light left a kid's eyes that that quick, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, someone do his taxes for him. Do you... He, Jesus. <laughs> that one threw me off guard. I don't even know what to say to that. Do his taxes. <laughs> That kid's been audited since he was a fetus. <laughs> Jesus. Bro. That's like... a great insult for some reason. <laughs> Somebody do this guy's taxes. <laughs> Don't look at my tax file. Um, so Julia takes Henry to a hospital to run tests, uh, but his vitals appear normal. Uh, the doctor says he might have psychosis induced by his dad's death. Um, <laughs> Your boy fucked up, kids. And they recommend a therapist and give them straight up sedatives to take home like, uh-huh. like bottle syringe sedatives here's morphine um, well shit's different in, in yeah I guess in in Spain that, that might be normal in right? the 80s Were also they still in selling the 80s, heroin yeah. over the counter I don't know uh, back at the house Amy tends to Henry as he's overheating but Amy like immediately leaves to go get more ice and the power goes out of course um Julia sees Henry sitting up in bed and goes to check on him as Amy goes to turn the power back on. Back in the room, we see uh, Henry hug Julia, and then he gets a little handsy. A little bit. Uh, Just like a touch, though. Grabbing on the uh, grabbing on the, the breastuses. Chesticles. Uh, in, in, a dom- in a dominant voice. Whoa. <laughs> in a demotic voice. Fucking topping here. In a, in a demotic voice saying... Uh, your baby's hungry, and you never breastfed me, mommy. Yeah, super weird. Awful. Hated it. I and it didn't. Nothing like that really ever came back, so it didn't really make a ton of sense. Um, I, the demon is definitely like sexual. Yeah, but but not demons are always sexual. Yeah, I don't know that that whole scene felt really uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like that scene was j- just put in to be like, oh, you, you, this is yucky. Right? Yeah. Again, it was just a miss. Yeah, uh, Henry then pulls up his shirt, revealing hate has been scratched into his abdomen. Um, he then growls in a demonic voice, Bring me the priest. Uh, so bad. Uh, Julia calls upon Father Escabel, but the, the demonic force in Henry throws uh, <laughs> Tomas, his first name, up against the wall as he yells, Wrong fucking priest. He doesn't throw him, he yeets him. <laughs> yeah, that boy gets yeeted. He, he flies. He gets and this yoked. guy is still like, I don't know if I believe in this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, wow, saw, I, you were there. I didn't think about that. It really he totally, like, a couple scenes later is like, Are we sure he's possessed? Yeah, dude. What, what do you Either think Either that happened? or he has the force. I mean, Star Wars, what? 
78? Two or... No, I think all three were out by then. I don't think for the... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure the last one was in mid, like, 86 or 87, so at least two of them were out by then. Um, we now cut to Amort going to visit the Pope, El Papa. Papa. Uh, they discuss the other higher-ups in the church and their skepticism, but the Pope says that he and Amort know the truth about Jesus and the devil. He says these these younger kids, they, they never had anything to be afraid of because you and I did our job so well, uh, but we know what's really going on. The guy who plays the Pope is also terrible. He looks so familiar. I couldn't place him. He looked like, and I didn't do any research on on this guy, but he looked like the the dad from John Wick. Dad from John Wick. Yeah, oh, like the know. the mafia boss. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not fucking sure on John that Wick. Keep Baba Yaga. Dog. It was just a fucking dog. Yeah, that movie's so good. Ugh. I still haven't watched the newest one yet, though. Me neither. Uh, but first one, banger. Hot, hot banger for sure. Uh, so the Pope tells a more. Oh, he wasn't John Wick too. Oh really? Julius? I don't know who Julius is. Though. Oh, is he the? I don't know. I'm he, just on IMDb. He might be the owner of the Continental or whatever, where all the hitmen hang out. No, that's no? Uh, Ian McShane. That guy is very famous. Oh. I don't know, but I, don't I was right. He was in John You're Wick. Right. Nailed that. <laughs> uh, so the Pope tells Amort about Henry's possession, trusting that he's the only one capable of driving out this evil. The only one. Uh, but he also warns him that this demon could be very dangerous. Amort travels to Spain and rides on his little scooter to the Abbey. I fucking hate this goddamn scooter. It's, it bothered me every it's time. It's pretty bad. And there's no point in... I think it's in like four scenes, and I think there's one scene where it's relevant and it's wrong. Yeah, it would not. We'll, we'll yeah, I, okay. I um, made a note about that. It made me so mad. Uh, so he meets Tomas, Julia, and Amy. Tomas has heard of Amort and the books that he's written, uh, even though he hasn't read them. Though Amort says they're good. Yeah, they're good. They're books. so good. Uh, Tomas takes him to meet Julia, and she's confused as to why the church sent someone uh, because my son is sick. He's not, like, I don't know why you're here, you're not a doctor type thing. I, I like this, his his reasoning where he's just like, well, they set me, let me just... Yeah, he says, well... Check, check him out and you can do what you want. It, you know, let me let me talk to him, uh, and then I will tell you what I think, and you can do with that what you want. Yeah, I really like that. That was, uh, like, his still skepticism. Yeah, um, so Amorth goes up the stairs to see Henry, and he begins to pray, and the demon wakes up. Spooky. Uh, so Amort uses, I, I don't know the name of this tool, but it's basically a, a hunk of metal, like a big-ass coin with a cross on it and, like, inscriptions on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. It's some type of, like, talisman or something. Um, and he moves it back and forth in front of Henry's eyes, and suddenly Henry has two sets of eyes. Um, and he has two eyes per eyeball. Yeah. So he has his normal, like, whatever color, blue his, or his something. His human eyes eye. are stuck on the pendant or whatever. And then he has two eyes of Sauron staring at the priest. Yeah, and that... That would I actually, I actually right, really like it because it's, it's a close-up on it that looks pretty solid. Um, however, in the immediate next shot, it's just as normalizing. Uh huh. Which I would have liked a lot more. Yeah, they if don't. If he had, if he had these really eyes, show him and get that. And I think they kind of do later. And like to point out the talisman thing he used in the in the beginning too. Yeah, he used to, it on, he used it on the other the like, boy from before, and nothing happened. Uh, he just no. stared at. It. Yeah, like it seems to lock him up for whatever reason. Because Jeebus. Yeah, Jeebus. Uh. So the demon uh, taunts Amort, saying, uh, you're the reason I'm here. Uh, 
I really, really want to possess a priest. <laughs> is basically what it comes uh, down. Yeah, to. he wants to possess the exorcist. Yeah, he says possessing an exorcist is like my goal. It's like basically in in other words, demon high score. Pretty much, yeah. He's going for that Mortal Kombat like cabinet arcade. Oh yeah, he uh, wants to put ASS victory. in the initial zone. <laughs> He he also says something. This is what I didn't get later. Even he says something. I'm not like some shitty demon you can trick into a pig. Yeah. So and if that's a reference to the beginning, mm-hmm. like the first one, if it, you're assuming now off that that it's real, mm-hmm. is saying he's Satan. This de- the demon is Satan. Well, but that's a a common thing that demons do. Uh, is they... Yeah? Is it? Yeah. In... You got a whole lot of info on this one? Drop some knowledge on me on this <laughs> I demon I kind of do. All I right. kind of do. As, at least in, like, media, right? Uh, demons are liars. So they... Their their whole goal is to scare and disarm you. Uh, so they're they're gonna be like, I'm, I'm much stronger than you. I am Satan. They... That is super, super common, at least in stuff that I watch. Because uh, I... I watch way too much of this bullshit. I am a firm believer in spirits and all that bullshit. So I guess demons exist too in that regard. Maybe not in the hell form of demon, <laughs> but like de- demons say they're Satan. Demons say they're powerful devils um, to basically say like, you're out of your depth, fuck off type thing. All right. Uh, I don't know if I agree, but I'm not going to fight it either. But so do you think the beginning was real based off of that conversation? Yeah. So was it a demon? Yeah. Because I think so. Yeah, I think it was like He, he whatever, was kind of showing his skepticism at fault again. Because he did the exorcism. Yeah. Or quote-unquote exorcism right. Or got rid of it. Even though he didn't believe it. Yeah, I think like he he still followed his procedures. Well, but we know that wasn't procedure because he got yelled at for it. Well, he got yelled at because it wasn't approved by the church. Yeah. That is still an exorcism. It yeah. just wasn't an approved I guess, exorcism. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, so Amort keeps his cool for the most part during this interaction um, however we see that the demon can access Amort's mind and his memories of himself in World War II and basically surviving his whole team getting mowed down by Nazis and him hiding on the ground yeah. which good play the demon then makes Henry uh, regurgitate a dead bird gross yeah pretty weird uh, Amort finds himself genuinely disturbed at this point uh, to the point where like eyes wide he has to dip out of the room uh, he leaves the room and tells Tomas we've got a fucking issue in there well I like his first convo because he's still playing skepticism when he walks out he goes did you tell anyone my name yeah like yeah because could have anybody because the demon who calls him by his first name right and uh, you know new things he couldn't have and then yeah he goes I don't think so and he goes all right there's an issue uh, Tomas and Amorth realize this is probably an important demon since there's a hierarchy in hell and it has a lot of information that it should not have. And I guess, and I didn't really get that, the hierarchy. I guess the stronger the demon, the more info it could access. Yeah. Was, like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, you're stronger, you're yeah, higher up on de- the food chain. Demons report to other demons, basically. Makes sense. There, it's like, um, it's like, a like HR department. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the strongest HR person in the world? Morgan Freeman? That guy's that guy's in HR trouble. Is he? Probably. Oh. I don't know. So Amort goes to Julia and tells her Henry is possessed by a powerful demon, and trying to remove the demon could kill him. <gasps> Spooky. 
Um, get my however, pig. through faith, we can save Henry. Uh, he asks if he's been through stress recently, and she reveals that he was, in fact, in the car crash with the dad. And he saw the dad impaled through the fucking head. Murked. Uh, good shot here yeah. of the car accident. Because um, it's not like... It's at a glimpse almost, yeah. but it's done really well. It's just like a four or five second flash yeah. just so you see it. But it's solid. Uh, like that's one where they don't spe- spoon feed it to you and I mm-hmm. like it. Meanwhile, while they're having this conversation upstairs in Amy's room, uh, the demon starts to fuck with Amy. So earlier on uh, in the movie, uh, there was a, a knock that was established between the two. It's the typical like knocking pattern. The fucking da 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 Shaving a haircut. Two bits. That's what uh, it's called. Oh, really? Yeah. Watch Roger Rabbit. It's a good movie. No. Watch that movie. It is fantastic. I'm sure. <laughs> it's it, it. No, I'm telling you, watch that movie. Yeah? It's on Disney. I love that movie. I've watched... I, like Every time I pass it, if I'm on Disney, I'm like, oh, I'd watch Roger Rabbit right now. <laughs> I've definitely seen it when I was little. little. It's super good. Like, Give it a, give it a try. Uh, so... They they did this knock originally before because their their rooms are semi connected. Yeah, like it's Amy's these... room and then a bathroom and then Henry's room, but there's doors on each side of the bathroom. Jack and Jill's what they call that. Yeah. So she starts hearing this knock, and she's like, "Henry's out of fucking bed." So she goes to his room. That boy is asleep. Dead. Uh. Whoa, I just froze. Yeah, I saw that. Whoa, that was weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you just got possessed. Oh, God. I better call Russell Crowe. <laughs> um, and then the demon starts talking to her all crazy. All whoop to um, Starts spooking her, so she runs away. She runs back to her room when the phone, that like the landline phone in her room, rings. Which, the scene is dumb, but I love the phone call. I thought yeah. it was really good. So she picks up the phone, and it's her dad. And her dad's saying, Amy, you got to listen to me, please. You're all going to fucking die. Demon voice. <laughs> yeah, just straight up switch to demon. Like, you're all going to die. The dad here. only says, like, two lines, mm-hmm. but it's enough to, like, disarm her. Mm-hmm. And then just right back to fucking with Amy, her. I, I thought it was really good. Amy runs downstairs to Amor and Julia and says, Dad was just on the phone with me and told me we're what? all going to die. <laughs> the hell he was. Uh, and then Amor goes, all right, you two go to sleep. We got to get started on this shit. Uh-huh. What does he say something like? Can I get an espresso? Demons are stronger at night, so I got yeah, to work. Yeah, so she says, she says, what are we gonna do? And he says, coffee. Uh, I need an espresso. Demons grow powerful in the night. Uh, I've got a lot of work to do. That kind of thing. Awful. So Tomas joins Amorth in the exorcism, despite Tomas being uh, inexperienced as an exorcist. Amorth tells Tomas his job is to pray and not let the demon stop him, just like the little girl from the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, then they enter the room. Uh, the demon starts to play with Amort's mind by showing him images of Rosaria. Um, Rosaria talking to him, saying how he failed, um, and at the same time mocking Tomas about a woman he had uh, extramarital relations with. Oh, well, it's not extra because he wasn't married, so. External? Ex- mm, just, he's fucking a woman and he shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, he got, he got that white tag on. <laughs> uh, this provokes Tomas so much to the point. Where Tomas reaches out and starts strangling Henry. <laughs> just both hands are wringing this boy's neck. And you would have panned to me on my couch cheering because I thought this movie was almost over. <laughs> Fucking kill him. Um, he didn't He didn't finish the job. No. I'll tell you that. So Amort pulls him off and says, go outside. 
Um, and Amorth goes to leave as the demon looks at him and goes, you've taken the bait, Gabe. Got him. Uh, so now we cut over to the Pope back at the Vatican, looking at the records of this house for like two seconds. And then we go back to the Abbey. Yeah, the whole Pope thing, I don't get. Because they do a few pans mm-hmm. to him, and it's never good. So uh, Tomas is privately talking with Abort, saying uh, the woman who he saw, um, Adela, was the love of his life, but um, he could not break his vow to the church to be with her, so he was so treating he her like a vow. side piece. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Um, Amorth basically does confession with Thomas and cleanses him of his sins. Um, and then Thomas asks who Rosaria is and why the demon basically knows all the shit that, that it knows. And he's like, you mind your own goddamn business. Yeah, Amorth says, well, it... it it can use our guilt against us, basically. It can sense our guilt. Uh, Amort says, we gotta go save Henry, uh, but we need to find out its name. He gives Tomas a rite of exorcism to learn, and he realizes that the demon might mean something else by you've taken the bait. Um, now... I also like, because that is one piece of lore I do like, is knowing the name of the demon gives you some power over yeah. it. I, I liked that. I thought that was a decent one, but the reveal of the name is so dumb. It's a real demon. Oh, I know that, but how the end of the movie is so bad. I'm sorry. I'm like, so excited I to talk about it. I fucking hated it. Um, so, like, they get to this point where it's just unfucking believable So, Amort leaves Thomas to keep an eye on the family while he investigates a well that he saw uh, in the courtyard when he arrived. Uh, he finds the seal of the Vatican covering this well which he did not seem to think was important at the time, I guess. Hey, there's a demon. Seal of Vatican. All right, cool. And he ties a rope to the back of his little moped Jesus and rips this thing off. This fucking crap. You could have pulled harder than that moped could have done anything. <laughs> Russell um, Crowe could have flipped that like a sewer grate. Amort then drops an ignited piece of paper down uh, this well. And immediately explosion of flame erupts from this well (laughs) the sulfur it is such a big explosion Uh uh-huh um because i've never had fire anywhere in this place ever but like there should be more fire because this whole well is surrounded by shrubbery Uh uh-huh like this whole thing should be on fire yeah that kid just burns to death that's how this movie ends um now in the house the demon continues its rampage here um uh rampage you mean sitting in the bed (laughs) Because that's all it's fucking doing. So Tomas leans down to Henry on the bed, and Henry bites a chunk of... Van Gogh's this boy. He does. Uh, uh, chunk of the ears. Why gone. he would get this close to him, I have no idea. No, absolutely not. And the kid not. is still not fucking tied up. <laughs> and he's pa- like pretending to be passed out. Yeah. Or so, is, I don't know. So at the same time as this happens, the spiritual force of the demon is fucking in Julia's bed with her, wrapping an arm around I... Her. Did not understand this. I don't get this it. This thing gets all sorts of crazy powers here. And then he, at the same time, is also in Amy's room, throwing her around. Like, invisibly. Street, like, yeah. Freddy Krueger, Johnny Depp style. Throws her up against a wall. She runs into a closet. It is scratching up the walls of this closet. Just fucking it up. Um, so the, the arm... I, the, the scene with the arm around the mom is so ridiculous. So this arm comes around her while she's sleeping. And she, she just cuddles in. She's yeah, like, she oh, just yeah. nuzzles up to it. And then it starts yanking her into, like, straight out of a nightmare, into the bed. But super slow. 
and super obvious. Like, yeah. it looks so bad. It's not great. It's just like, she's the hot dog in the bun, and they just kind of <laughs> fold the bun over a little bit. Um, the priests sprint into action to uh, save Julia and Amy. Um, so, basically, what they do is they just yank Julia out of the bed and pray into the closet while Amy is in there. And this is where I think this these movies are hard. So, like, again, comparing to, like, Constantine, that's more action. Like, you get to mm-hmm. physically fight and see that. This movie is a lot harder to make that cool because all their power is the word of God. So, I like, I don't know how you run in and just start talking cool because it doesn't <laughs> work. So, there's, like, no cool, yeah. cool way, like... He's supposed to be this badass, but, like, he just comes in with a book, and he's like... I guess, like... Let me put on my reading glasses. If you're religious, you're probably hard for that scene. I guess, but I don't know. It just, like... Because, like, the bed scene, nothing. He just straight picks her up. Like, Mm -hmm. one arm fucking throws her out of bed. Yeah, just... And the closet, like, he's literally just walks up and starts... Oh, he who heareth thine God! Um, And then Amort tells Tomas to take them to the chapel of the Abbey, and they're going to sleep there now. Yep. Uh, so Amort, after they're safe in the abbey, in the chapel, Amort brings Thomas to the well, and when they look further into the well, they see the seal of the Spanish Inquisition. Oh shit! And a bunch of skulls, which Amort says, "Well, these were the people who would not convert when the Spanish Inquisition came." I kind of liked that bit. It was kind of interesting, but I like what they do with with this. The um, the setup, like this room that they go into i guess get into yeah, it yeah like, so it's kind of cool so they now they go below the abbey into the the basement and they find the hole from before uh, they eventually knock down this wall and uh get into this chamber first of all boy just pulls a sledgehammer out of like nowhere and yeets this wall down and he's like there's a door here help me push and the door just falls backwards yeah it does it what door does this what what door are you you're the worst door um, so at the same time, the Pope back in the Vatican <laughs> has what I can only assume is a heart attack. The boy falls down good. <laughs> um, and he is rushed to a hospital. His white clothes are dirty, boy. Um, and this this is a little out of order, but I just want to get, get over with it now so we can get back to the real story of this movie. Um, in the hospital, the Pope is with Bishop Lalumba and uh, Cardinal Sullivan. Uh Lulumba tries to talk to the Pope, and the Pope is just saying Gabriel. Oh, just over and over. Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. Uh, and Cardinal Sullivan goes, Oh, that fucking guy? What trouble did he get us into this time? Bro, the Pope is dying the, in front the of The Pope you. grabs Cardinal Sullivan and vomits blood on him. Do you know what happens after that? We cut back to... Fucking nothing! A mort. Um, they find uh, catacombs in this room. Where the catacomb the, looks solid. Yeah, and this is where more of the like the non-converts were buried. Uh, there's like just rows, like pillars almost that have bodies in them. Uh-huh. Uh, and in the middle of this room is a a skeleton in a cage, like a standing cage. Yeah, like uh, you ever watched American Horror Story season five in the hotel where they where they keep the vampire be- feeding people? Yeah, like one that. of those. Uh, and Tomas asks, why was he caged up? And he goes, well, Amort says, he, he wasn't a prisoner, even though it might look like it. This guy actually did it 
for everybody else's safety. He did it to protect everybody. And the cage they, is there to protect him, I think is what he says. And they show uh, this guy, the skeleton has a ring on. Uh, and he finds uh, in this room a bunch of books about the Spanish Inquisition, stuff like that. They use this ring to get through a gate. It's a key. Uh, and he, he explains that the gates are there just in case an exorcism is done and does not work. Yeah, it's like the um, backup. Yeah, and Kinda it's like... like Alright, this is like for real shit. Yeah, it's like a way that the demon can't get out if it's still in a person. Uh, so there's two gates that are closed off with this key that the guy in the cage has. Uh, they take the cage... or I'm sorry, they take the key, unlock the gates, and they proceed further into these catacombs. <laughs> Which what they find. <laughs> be a nano. This is where it completely falls off. So this is the bottom of the well. You look up and you see the, the light coming through the well. It, this is like a cave. Yeah. There are it's huge. Pillars of stone in a circle. And then on the other side of this room is a throne. Just because. With a body sitting in it. Uh, and they identify it as uh, the founder of the Spanish Inquisition. Who was an exorcist? Like the the lowest. Le- he was the Babe Ruth he, of exorcism. Yeah, he is the guy. He's the Jesus of exorcists, which is just Jesus. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you mean Jesus? Um, they find a book, basically detailing that this exorcist was possessed, and the demon is the one that started the Spanish Inquisition. That uh, was so a really good plot. This, I feel like the movie was based off of that thought alone. This demon in the body of a man of God was doing the devil's work in God's name. Super good. Fantastic. Like I love that. Yeah. That that story arc is insane. And now it makes sense why the demon wants a priest. Uh-huh. It's the same demon trying to infiltrate the church again. Uh-huh. Uh, so while this happens, back at the house, <laughs> your boy, uh, we see the demon simultaneously possess Amy. So Julia gets into basically mom mode. She can't find Amy. She can't find Henry. Uh, so she grabs the sedative and basically bolts to Henry's room. Um, and in this room, when I tell you, <laughs> these what t- you gonna tell me? <laughs> these two kids are sitting there like the twins from The Shining, crisscross applesauce, reciting their lines in sync. Hi, mommy. I'm so sorry. We're okay. Just like that kind of bullshit. They don't pull it off, but they are very well. They do. They are creepy, to be fair. Yeah, for sure. Like, the dialogue's so bad. Yeah, and basically, this whole time, Julia's just like, Henry, I'm glad you're okay. Let me talk to your sister, hiding this syringe behind her back, right? And (laughs) they just go, oh, what's behind your back, mom? Come on, mommy. This kid calls her mommy every time, too, which is super weird. Yeah. Uh, and so basically what... There's no real resolution here. Julia grabs Amy, yanks her away. She's free of the of Yeah, the like it was just... They were holding hands, so for some reason that was the only thing that led him. She's free of this demon now, so they're, they're in this mad dash against the demon who is screaming. Uh, Julia yells for Amy to stab him with the needle, and she does. And that's basically that. So now we go back to the the crypt here with the priest. And they find another book. And in this book is This the, book looks like it was made by a child. Like, crayons and yeah, all. 
And this book contains the name of the demon, Asmodeus, the king of hell. I, which, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I know that name. And Tomas realizes here that Asmodeus is targeting Amorth because he is the closest to the Pope. Like, he, it is, that's his boy. His plans to infiltrate the highest ranks of the church. Like, they drink extra communion wine together oh, on yeah, Sundays. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, they're, they're tight. And there's a whole scene when he says his name, the demon, like, just starts screaming again. Yeah, so the, this is like this is all happening at the same yeah, time. So like, the, the demon starts screaming because they say his name, right. then he gets jabbed with the needle. Right, so, like, just find, just saying his name seemed to have some type of effect on him. So Amort then talks to uh, Tomas, doing his own kind of confession here. Uh, talking about his experiences in the war and his survivor's guilt, along with the guilt in failing to save Rosaria because he thought she was just mentally ill. I do want to hit, like, they do these confessions Mm -hmm. to absolve each other of sin so that the 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 demons demons can't use it against against him. So, like, there is a reason they do this. It's not just, like, a heart-to-heart. So, I thought that was a good justification. It's a heart-to-heart with with plot significance for the movie. Yes. Which is fantastic. I really like that. That was a good story point. Uh, so, Rosaria, because she was just mentally ill in his, his eyes, but she jumped to her death from, like, the top of this tall-ass building in front of him. Uh, and we get a slight flashback to that scene here, where we see her death take place. Uh, and something that's kind of interesting is her... I don't know if this was done on purpose. The wings? Yes. Dude. No, okay, yeah, 100% you got it, you got it too. I, so, I, so one of the notes I wrote was, so yeah. I thought that scene, that's one of the ones where I was like, visually, that was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So her her body lands, right? We don't, we don't see the land, but we see her dead on the ground. And he's like holding her. And there are like angel wings made out of the blood splatter on the, on the ground. Really good. Fantastic. And she's all, she's in all white, like a nightgown or mm-hmm. something. Like it just, it crushed it visible, visibly. Um, and then from here we see that there was some shit happening with Rosaria that Amort didn't know what to do with. Seems like we get some uh, alluding to a priest potentially molesting her. So yeah, he um, says there was there, sexual there, abuse. There was stuff going on with members of the church. But they never really get, they never explain that, that line. And he feels great remorse for not helping when she needed it. Uh, Amorth asks for forgiveness, and Tomas absolves him. So now Seems they now they gather Julia and Amy as they prepare for the final battle. This this is fucking unbelievably terrible. Um, at this point, Henry's face looks uh, fucking this, weird. This boy is malnourished as fuck. Yeah, so he is full demon face now. He looks kind of like Chucky. Yeah, um, like damaged Chucky. So he's got like big red eyes, and just like extra skin on his face? It, that when they lift his shirt later and do another scene with the writing on so his face. That, that's right here. Okay, but so you can see like his hip bones. He's supposed to be super malnourished. Yeah. But like, it's been an hour. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, it's been like, th- this movie has been like four days. Yeah, I think it's that. supposed to be showing because there's a couple times where he says like the boy's bot can't live much longer. Yeah. So I think like it's supposed to allude to the demons just killing this body. Yeah, and Asmodeus taunts the priest here saying they're you can't save this kid. He's fucking gone. Uh, and then he shows more visions of Rosaria and Adela, but the priest 
break through it. They're basically like, you're not, you're not going to do this shit again. I've, I've said your magic words, wizard. Yeah, I was there when they were writ. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so Henry's real voice, real voice. His real horse came yep. through. His name is Geralt. He talks like this. Hey, brother. Huh? What is that? I don't know. See, I thought you were going like the Witcher route when you said Geralt. You don't even know the Witcher? No. You just randomly came up with that? No, I totally stole it from something else. Oh, Man. from what? Doesn't matter. The podcast I like. Mm. That you've never listened to. Oh, is it that one? Yeah. Gotcha. There you go. My brother, my brother? Me? Uh, that's the that's one of them, but this one's from their D&D campaign. So yeah, yeah, I got it right. Okay, what's well, the adventure zone? Henry's real voice starts to emerge. His horse emerges, uh, but he is clearly weak, right? Like he's just ma- struggling to get these words. Out. Yeah, like that. Do that again. Mammy. There you go. Um, Thank you. So the demon then carves "God is not here" onto the boy's stomach. It's so bad. It's pretty bad. So it starts with uh, the bottom. It starts with "not here." And they like lift his shirt because they see blood coming through and they see the little scratches happen. Uh, and then we, it just goes up his body, goes IS, and then above that, G-O-D, baby. Right? And also, I think the word hate is gone, so that healed. Yeah. Which I don't know why that was even there. Just really bad. So, I, that, I'm pretty sure that's another homage to the, the Exorcist. Is it? I think so. I know there's something, I can't remember. It's been forever. Um, so... The demon now possesses Amy again, and Amy attacks Julia. Um, basically, yeah, this demon just can jump bodies apparently like it's nobody's business. He's not even jumping bodies because he's still in the boy, just, right? Yeah, multi so, possessed. So Amy basically jumps Julia into the bathroom, and they somehow fall into the tub together. Yeah. And Amy is choking Julia while Julia pleads for the real Amy to come back. But Asmodeus is just like, your daughter ain't here, bitch. Well, and the whole time, the priest boy is just like, use mother's love. Yeah, it's not that, working, bro. That has been a very, like, a mother's love is the closest so thing strong. to God's love. Thank like, you for the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I hit him with the Italian hand, because yes. Amorth is, of course, Italian. Uh, so, basically this whole time... What was that? Printer, don't worry oh, about it. Sorry. Um, the demons here. Now, so printer demon at the same I'm time. On toner. Tomas basically gets his like priest shawl wrapped around his neck and is hanging in the air. Um, and the the demon is yelling at Amorth, "You know what I want?" Uh, and Amorth's like, "Just stop hurting these fucking people, dude." Um, the, this demon, like to recap, he has possessed the boy. Mm-hmm. He is air force choking a priest mm-hmm. and possessing a girl that has beaten the shit out of her mom. Yep. All at once. And and just yelling at this priest yeah. at the same time, right? So he he says, say the words. And the priest says, take me. Uh, all the things stop at once. The the Henry's arms shoot out and he grabs onto Amorth and screeches at him. Yeah. As Amorth's eyes become black. Bad. Is that where they have the CGI on his, on his mouth, the kid's mouth? I can't remember when that was. So that that was a little earlier. Was that when they said his name or yeah. something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's like a really bad CGI where the what? kid's mouth just like gapes open, like L- like anaconda, like, yeah. like double wide, unhinged for no reason. It's terrible. It just yeah. stretches his mouth. It looks awful. Uh. So the Pope awakens, and 
senses that Amortha's in danger. He just goes, Gabriel, again. Gabriel. And then we cut back. <laughs> For some reason, he is connected. Yeah, they're interlinked. Yeah. If one dies, the other shall not live. Uh, so Amorth looks at Tomas. Amorth is still crutching, clutching a cross in his hands. He goes, take this cross out of my hands. I can't move. I can't do something. Um, so he rips the, the cross out of his hands and goes, get the family out of here. And there is a... There was a scene earlier in the movie, or just like a line, where they're talking about the exorcism, and then it, it, this one is going faster than normal, and it still takes like a little bit of time. Yeah. So I like that they didn't just take him over right away, because it's yeah. like, okay, this thing's strong, but it still has to do the process. Yeah, it's got to fill out paperwork. It, it has to fight the body. Yeah. So I was like, all right, and it makes it makes the whole end make a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Not that it's good. So Amort is basically struggling with this internal monologue of Asmodeus, where Asmodeus is calling uh, Gabrielle his little pig. Yeah. He's saying, like, you're my little puppet now. Like, you're going to do what I say. I own you, bitch. Yeah, I finally got to you. Now there's nothing you can do. And Amort's <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. And the guy's just running around the house yeah. while shit's, like, exploding and, like, just demon powers around him for some reason. Um, Amort wraps, basically pulls a rope down from God knows where. Yeah, you know, those random noose ropes you yeah, have hanging up. It is a thick rope. Yeah, that he you wraps, have hanging around your house. Wraps it around his neck and goes, fuck you. Forgive me, Lord. Yeah, then he jumps off the banister of the abbey uh, from the second to the first floor. And that boy hanging. Mm-hmm. But we hear after a moment, no, no, you can't die yet. My pig. Uh, and he's Osmodius snaps the rope with his demon powers. Really. Also, we totally missed a point. There was another weird scene when he is torturing the family, the demon, still in Henry's body. Oh, it's when the mom's trying to tranquilize him before they say his name. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? He turns the girl's head back. Oh, he does. And the girl is completely fine. Yeah, he like 180s her neck. And, like, I thought she's dead because yeah. the face she has is blank. Because, you know, that'll fucking kill you. Yeah, like your neck's at least broken. That usually yeah, but she's perfectly you. fine. Yeah, and it's never referenced again. I forgot about that. And, yeah, I remember, I just thought about it. And it bugged the shit out of me when I watched it. I was like, oh, she's dead. That's crazy. And then two minutes later, she's just flinging around. Also, quick thought. Nobody dies in this movie. Pig died. Oh. Quit killing animals. <laughs> Anyway. Fucking awful. So now we get to uh, Amorth running into the catacombs here. Uh, seems like he's trying to lock himself in, or at least that's the impression I got. But I don't know if you felt something different. Uh, yeah, like it's very clearly he's going to do what the other guy mm-hmm. in, the, in the chamber did, was just lock himself away to stop the, stop the demon. Mm-hmm. So he gets down there um, and falls to his knees basically as he's trying to get to the chair where the the other exorcist was and all of a sudden the virgin mary rises from the water behind him fucking what the scene was so stupid um but it's not the virgin mary oh my god it's rosaria oh gosh uh so he like turns to look at at the the virgin mary the hood falls off of her and it is rosaria rosaria dives at him um and they are now fighting yeah, and I, st- I don't get this whole scene. Like, the demon's in him, but he's still fighting the demon. And yeah. the demon's making other people. I it's, don't know. It's a representation of the, the evil. I guess. And then uh, Tomas comes back in. And he finds the struggle happening. 
and then out of a Iron Maiden that is in the room. Yeah. Uh, emerges a naked and bloody Adela. Because of reasons. Um, who now is screaming for the priest to fuck her. I mean, I get it. And attacking him. Like, clawing at him on top of him. Um, and then what happened? <laughs> and then what happened? Tell me, Trevor. It's so fantastic. So, uh, first of all... Use your medical degree on this one, sir. Tomas uses a, a blessed amulet to blood explosion Adela. Just, he just puts it on her forehead? And then, like... like Literally a, pops. Like a boomer from Left 4 Dead. Pops. <laughs> just yeets across um, the world and my favorite part of the movie <laughs> you know those really cool action movies where the heroes will toss a gun back and forth uh-huh. so Tomas picks up a crucifix off the ground and tosses it to a mort oh yeah champion <laughs> and plays shoves it on the on the head of of Rosaria and she poofs away poof uh, so she like flies off of him basically right like the power of god compels uh-huh, her 100% flies into this pit um and it immediately becomes like a a hot tar it, like she it, is stuck in here and, and like it's a pool of water that just turns into yeah fucking tar for whatever reason. Hell, hellfire i guess i don't uh, know and they they pray over it together as they hold the, the cross and the amulet out and the demon is sent back to hell <gasps> oh my gosh they bait him they sit down. They beat the king. And they take a drink of his whiskey from his flask. Because of reasons. His holy whiskey. <laughs> it's God's whiskey. Um, we don't talk about that. Amorth returns to Rome with Tomas so that he can meet the Pope. Uh, he requests a report on Spain and tells Amorth that Sullivan has taken a sabbatical in Guam after experiencing the demon's power. Also... There, there is a, a scene that I did not touch oh, on here. Oh, so bad. Where Sullivan is in the like the Vatican church for yeah, some reason. Yeah, church for sure. Um, and the statue of Christ on the cross starts bleeding from his stigmata wounds. Mm-hmm. And we start hearing like screaming and Sullivan just like yells and then that's all we get. Right? Yeah, so he's so, being affected but for some reason and like it just didn't even make it sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So we, we now we'll come back to where we actually are, right? But so, I do, I want to point out too, so like you don't get the feeling that it's been very long. Since, yeah. Like, it seems like it's been, like, a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Enough while, time to travel. Yeah. And while they're walking, they're like, well, the family made it back to there. The boy made a full recovery. Like, they tight, they, they knotted everything in a nice little bow to give you, like, a, a, a lip service of what happened to the family. Yeah. And everything's fine. It's like, bro, it's been, like, four hours. Yeah. So the, the Pope is, is talking to them. Um, tell, tell Sullivan that. Or tell, tells them that Sullivan is in Guam. And Morth goes, I'll, I'll pray for Guam. Yes. Um, what a dick. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. Wow, I did it again. Um, and Oops. that he is he has been replaced in the the position yeah, I, by someone more trustworthy. And it's Bishop Lalumba, <gasps> who friends. is now Cardinal Lalumba. Uh, so now they are told that they're being brought into what I can only describe as a demon task force. I was just going to say the sequel. Yeah, so they, they go into the library below the church. Of course. And it is an office building of men in black 
like he calls expanse. It, what, the canon of Vatican of the Vatican, I think. So yeah, and it's it. like all these religious artifacts, all these people doing paperwork, and he explains <laughs> that work. since there are two hundred fallen angels, there are two hundred unholy places on Earth, and that was one of them. But there's hundred ninety nine more to go. So bad. And Amorth looks at Tomas and goes, "This is a sign." You want to go to, and uh, Tomas says, "You want to go to work." And then Morth goes, we're going to go to hell. Oh shit. Uh, and they reveal the name of another demon. I don't remember what it was, though. It was some... Yeah. It, it was like a generic one. Yeah, it was like, like Sickthy or some bullshit. Yeah. Um, and they're setting up a sequel that'll probably never happen. Yeah, I, God, I hope not. I uh, think it ends with, what, him walking and they give you a little text blur. Yeah, so the ending text states that Father Gabriella Morth continued his work helping people up until his death in 2016. He wrote many books with a, a slight text at the end adding, the books are good. The books are good. Uh, after the credits, a picture of the real Gabriella Morth is shown. And that's the Devil's, the devil's the devil. Exorcist. The Devil's Exorcist, yes. The Pope's Exorcist. Um, Could have been great. I, I feel like that description made it sound better than it was. Because, like, watching the movie is just... It's just tough. And I, I did cut out a lot of filler. Yeah. Because I, I, I really just wanted to try and get the main part of the movie in. There, there was just so much that just wasn't... And they didn't, like, waste time with a lot of story build that I usually don't like. No, they really they, got into it quick. It but just wasn't good. It hit a lull at, like, 30 minutes where nothing, like, new happened You're until, right. like, an hour 15. And why was the kid fucking in the bed the whole time? God damn it. Get out yeah, of bed. Yeah, so they, they don't tie him down until they're like, it's time to do the final exorcism. Right. And then he just rips right through the binds anyway. Yeah. And they did the. That's another classic one where they go to tie him up after he gets injected, mm -hmm. and the mom just rips the sheet. Like motherfucker, you yeah. know how hard it is to just rip a sheet. Um. So Zach, yeah. How many fallen angels out of two hundred do you rate this movie? Is there less than zero? <laughs> how many regular angels can I give it? I guess anything below zero would be like God. Yeah. So, so God. I I I was mad the whole time watching it. I there were some parts that were cool and could have been amazing. Yeah. But even, like, they didn't even get close to that mark. Here, here's my thing, and we, we talked about this for a second. Uh, Russell Crowe, it's not even one of his better performances. No. And I, that may have been, like, uh, editing or something else. I think he, he, he did it fine. I wouldn't say it was fantastic, but I feel like it's more of a dialogue and writing issue. Yeah, like, I don't... I still think he does great. Uh having seen other movies with him in it it's not one of his better performances no. but i think he is still a standout part of the movie oh yeah the, uh, the surrounding actors are not great i mean they're just nothing yeah the guy that plays uh tomas father escabel i liked him oh see i didn't really care he for him. he just reminded me of less charismatic uh daniel pena or david yeah pena. i get it i don't i don't remember his first name but luis from the ant-man Ant uh who is also in a, a movie where he plays a priest who is actually a warrior of God. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it's not good, but the ending is very similar to this. Like, almost exact, where, like, <laughs> where a woman is possessed by Satan, and she basically starts doing these miracles, which is like the coming of the Antichrist, where they pretend to be the second coming oh. of Jesus. And this, this guy is actually the incarnation of St. Saint Michael. Uh and the church like brings him to the Vatican at the end, and they're like, "It's time to go to war." And they have like <laughs> Michael's fucking sword and bullshit. Makes sense. Um, 
There's no sequel to that either. I don't I don't remember the the name of that movie. I want to know, but I'm not gonna watch it. So. It's on Netflix, or at least it was when I. Uh, I I don't want to watch it. It was called like. It, w- it was The Devil's Something, I think, actually. The Devil's Rejects? Because I've seen no. that one. Maybe it was just called Devil. That was the movie that was in the... That's the elevator. Yes. Which, that movie's hilarious. I don't know. All I know is it starts with a girl, like a, a middle-aged woman. Not middle-aged. She's like 26. <laughs> uh, mi- middle 20s woman's birthday party. And they have a surprise party for her. And she goes to cut her birthday cake and cuts her finger. And that's how she gets possessed. Makes sense. That actually sounds... Sounds familiar, right? Yeah. I may have watched this. I'd have to really rack some memory on that one, though. Um, (laughs) What's your rating? You didn't rate it. Out of 200? (laughs) Four. Yeah, like... Yeah, like six. Yeah. Like, Like, it's not good. Yeah, it just... It it didn't hit. It could have been better. I don't know if it could have been... I don't know if it could have been great, but it could have been good. I definitely think it could have been really good. If they cut out all the bullshit, if they didn't show let's be if they didn't show as much of the family if it was more about this priest is doing a case yeah um do some real do some fucking detective work god damn it yeah like i don't know it could it could have been good but i guess final thoughts on the movie it was trash yeah and it deserves to be rated as such unfortunately not a hit and i'm done here no fuck this place